You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hockey fans, if you'd like a copy of my new book, Tales with TR, Fights, Film, and Folklore, head on over to flankerpress.com. If you'd like a personalized copy for $25 plus shipping, email me at terryryan2020 at gmail.com. That's terryryan2020 at gmail.com. I'm Pat Sajak. Hope everybody's all right. Having a great week or weekend. So I'm, I'm recording this on Saturday. Usually I record on, you know, Thursday morning, sometimes Wednesday. Uh, we've been thrown off for a couple weeks, but this is real late for my, uh, for my second podcast of the week. Okay. So I apologize. RA was here and, uh, those who know Chicklets, which is most of you know RA, the man, Rear Admiral, Brian McGonigal. Great fella from <clears throat> from Boston. He came in for the week, not only for the Stanley Cup party for Alex Newhook. I mentioned that a few days ago, but that was just kind of fluke that it happened while he was here. He was, uh, we were having a few beers in Buffalo and he promised he would come. He said he booked the ticket. We didn't really believe him. But anyway, he did, and we had a great time. I was going to have him on, but you know what? Like, there was a lot of burning the candle at both ends, right? Like, we were, and R.A. is a real gracious guy, and he's appreciative of um, everything, that all the good fortune that's come through him as, as a result of his hard work, of course. But uh, so I didn't want to have him on, you know, and, and burn some of his time here. I have him on a live podcast um, the way it worked out, just every day we went we went out cod fishing, we went zip lining, uh, we or not cod fishing, we went out on the boat though, on the on you know whale watching, and we uh, we were gonna go fishing, but we opted to take uh, some of the boys, Mark Manning and Chris Ryan, two great local musicians. We took them out on the boat, and um, we went with uh, beers and music, and uh, a lot of people on the boat recognized RA and wanted to have a chat. So, and, and, and it was a good time, I mean, you know, we got him screeched in and, uh, it's a unique experience here. You know, people think, oh, you went to Newfoundland and you got plastered there. Yeah. That, but you know, the pedestrian walk, the patios are great. Uh, you know, we, we, we had a few beers, but we, we spaced, we, I, I said to RA, I'm like, we don't want to be hammered by like, you know, eight or nine o'clock being that we, you know, when we go to the patio, you know, what's going to happen. Oh, and even midnight, like there's great live music. 
So we tried to, you know, I don't want to say be sensible because we were, but, uh, oh, there he is. There's my guest, Terry Ryan Sr. So, Sr., look, grab grab this mic over here, love. Um, so point being, yeah, we had an awesome time and did a lot, and, and that's exactly what happened. So I said, all right, like, we, we can't be shit-faced before midnight because there's a lot of great bands. There's a lot of, um, there's a lot of, things to do we got to be up early so we did we tied one on a few times but it was a long week of uh entertaining and and, and touring and i love that too i mean when i say entertain i don't mean just we were entertaining him he was telling some great stories uh, a lot of hockey guys were in at new hooks party right it was alex but alex god love me flew in like 20 of his buddies at, at least that that i counted that were telling us the story uh, from places you used to play like Ontario, Victoria, um, in, in Junior A, and in, in Boston. A lot of his friends from Boston, where he went to college, of course. And um, it was just, it was, it was a great time. Alex took the cup up in, in the helicopter, took it around to his old trainer, Ryan Power, a good friend of mine. Anyway, it was a big event, and that was just the cup. We, like I said, our and I went zipline, and then we went to Cape Spear. Signal Hill, it's a big experience. So a lot of people might see the pictures at night and say, oh, you guys are time went on, having a good time. But George Street, is, you know, you almost want to go into every bar and get the flavor. It's the oldest. Water Street's the oldest street, right, in North America. St. John's the oldest city. George Street is, you know, part of the culture here is, well, you, you often hear George Street Festival, right, like an event, and it is fun. But I think when you're here and you get to see, I mean, these buildings are hun over 100 years old, some of them. Downtown St. John's reminds me of Europe. Everybody's got a little, you know, it's Canada, but it's a little bit. We joined in 1949, so you still get that leftover presence of uh, independence or even European, in a sense, a lot of European settlers here. And the accents are a little bit different. If you think I have a, if, you, if people had that haven't been here think that I have a, a strong accent, you'd be very surprised. Uh, you know, just jump in a cab or go outside the overpass, as they say. And the further you get, uh, you know, outside of St. John's, the much the stronger the accents are, and the more they they're diverse. They are. There's not just one. There's all kinds, depending on where you're from. Anyway, RA had a wicked time. Um, hung out with uh, Con Man and company all week. And Senior entertained him uh, as best he could, and we did as best we could. Now, that being said, so I didn't want to bother R.A. The last day he was fucking here, you know, for come on in and then I want to get you on my podcast now so I can get a lot more followers. And it's not about that. R.A. is a good friend, but he was legit tired. And yesterday he was willing to get up early. And, you know, like I said, it was a long week. So I said, fuck that, R.A. You go back. You have a good time. And I'll catch up with him on Monday or Tuesday. So, guys, I, I think I might have two guests this week. Uh, and I apologize for the lack of guests recently. But everything from uh, Hamilton, the, the, the ball hockey nationals, to, uh, you know, just coming back and immediately getting at it and, and getting some fortunate roles in some TV shows coming up. I'll tell you all about that when they happen. I can't really talk much now. There's a, there's a movie I'm really excited about that I just finished. We just wrapped, so I'll tell you all about that soon. In any case, I figured why not get Senior on and ask him literally 20 questions. Actually, I got 25 seniors, so it's going to be 25 questions. A man that needs no introduction. Here he is, ladies and gents, of Spit and Chicklets fame, of 45 Park Avenue fame, of 1972 NHL entry draft fame, and of WHA shorthanded record book fame. And, of course, Grand Falls, Windsor local legend fame. Here he is. Thank you for joining us again, Senior. How are you doing? Oh, uh, really good. Thanks for having me. Always a pleasure for me to uh, go on your podcast. Okay, we're going to get right into it because, uh, like I said, I got uh, people, Senior, dying for some content, and they also have been paying attention to our week. I put up, Senior doesn't know much about social media, but it, they pretty much followed our, our week. Just Oh, did so. they? Yeah. Uh... So I guess you. I'll start there. The questions have nothing to do with the week, but I mean, you were out as much as I was with RA. What did you think? Do you think he had a good time? Absolutely. Well, I was the one I brought him because you were on on set yesterday. I brought him to um, 
I brought him up when you were up there too to Signal Hill. That was a coup de gras because we hadn't seen that all week. And it was a perfect day, blue sky, 80 degrees, or, or you know, it's 2025. And uh, took him up and Signal uh, Cabot Tower, explained how Marconi, you know, uh, invented with the wireless and how he. He figured it out how to wave bend and all that, and he just people, no, people don't time. know what you're talking about. It's the first transatlantic wireless message. Yes. So basically, well, he started the the Marconi wireless. Yeah, he started the wireless. He proved people up to that point thought that they knew what wireless waves were, radio waves were, but they said they go out in the space. He said no, the curvature of the Earth, they will go, they will. Uh, the yeah. atmosphere is electromagnetic, whatever, but they bend and they come down. And of course, he flew to St. John's and 1901, he went up in Cabot Tower. I don't know if he flew and here in 1901. No, well, he didn't fly, no. He took I never a, thought about that. No, I, I no, he obviously flying would have come in like 10 years later, not no, that far. He came over, uh, they, they started to build it in 1897 and then they sent up these like balloons with, I don't know, you know, up in the, to prove, to get them and, uh, and 1901, he proved it. And from then, of course, he became an extremely wealthy individual. And uh, he started, that's where the Marconi wireless uh, telegraph system and came Signal from Hill. and spread around the world. Right you know, Signal Hill, Newfoundland. don't even know that. I mean, they... St. John's. They know Signal Hill, but they don't realize the significance. No, and that's uh, why it's called Signal Hill, because the first signal was was received, right? That's how it got its name. And uh, I didn't even think of that. And uh, and also, it was very important in more than one battle over the years because we get a very protected harbor. So, you know, you can still see if you're not from here and you haven't been, you can still, they left a lot of the cannons and the, and I, uh, what would you call those, the wreckages? Well, the, 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 that's the, that's uh, the ruins. De de defensive armaments. That's uh, to, in case anything tried to get in, they had guns and, uh, and placement guns on both sides. But I explained it to them too. That in the Second World War, if you came into the St. John's Harbor, it would have been full of American and British battleships. And so what they did, because you can see uh, we got a very protected harbor because of the U-boats, they dropped a, uh, a submarine net 80 feet down. That's a, the depth where you're going into the harbor, 80 feet down to prevent a U-boat from coming in and just, you know, like. Pearl Harbor, just riddling everything. So I explained that to him. You could see uh, Pleasantville, uh, which was an old uh, uh, American army base, and they they gave the city of St. John's, of course, whatever, and took him out around that. We went down to Kitty Vitty Village, uh, 1600s. You know, it goes back to it. He had a he had a blast. Oh, okay, I didn't he had a blast. I so he's coming back again, and he said the next move is we're going down to Boston. So I said, okay, keep that in your hat. Yeah, we're look, looking at some. Well, I said concerts because Boston gets all the concerts, yeah, and I love course. the venues. You're uh, either going to see them uh, at one or the other, right? You're gonna, you, at the uh, hockey. What's the hockey place called? That fleet. What's it called in Boston? I think it's called TD Center, isn't oh, it? Yeah. Okay. And uh, and Fenway, I just love Fenway. Is not bad, man. Just, I've never been concert. either. Bill Burgess played Fenway. The comedian, fifty thousand people. Did you see that? Sold it out. Sold it out. Oh my lord! I know he's from Boston, isn't he? Yeah, I just got yeah. senior wow. into. Uh, I'm just yeah. Bill I, Bird, I, by the way. I got into him, and I wow! I, I didn't realize this guy was that good. Um, I'll tell you something. I'll recommend for people that don't know. I did a deep dive. Bill Burr in in 2011. Have you ever heard of the Philadelphia incident? No. So he comes out. It's like this big festival in Philadelphia. Okay. So it's like eight hours into the festival and people are booing. So the guy on before him is getting, now the people are getting a kick out of heckling. Oh, you know, Philly, well, it's Philadelphia. It's Philly, first of all. So yeah. they're loaded. They're like eight hours into a comedy festival and he comes yeah. out. He goes, I'm going to put my, I'm going to put my set to the side, you fucking losers. And then he said, he goes on a rant for 12 minutes. And he's capable, doesn't miss You doesn't should miss hear it. Yeah. You should hear it. He shits on all their teams. I uh, calls him everything, everything. I, then he he says halfway through, and you got he goes and you, the city he said you got Joe Frazier and you're gonna put a picture of a fictional boxer up outside the spectrum, Rocky. yeah. And he goes, you got Jolton Joe fucking Frazier, you racist yeah. fucks. Yeah, he says it. I'm going, oh my god. But known Philly fans, they love that. Oh, uh, they well, would love that. They're by the end, they're combative. He's he's shit he all over the cheesesteaks. Yeah, the bet the the the. Uh, the Eagles, he said, they've been, football's been around for over 100 years. You got one championship, you fucking lose. Yeah. It goes Adam and Adam. Yeah, they anyway, love it. By the end of it, yes. But they it's well worth courage. it. They love his courage. It's, it's fucking great. It's, 
it, and it's it's almost it comes in blurry. It's better to listen to the uh, audio version, but highly recommend it. I I only found out about it like a couple months ago as I did a deep dive. But I love. Bill I got Burr. into it. I'm watching him. He's in the uh, Royal Albert Hall in in, in oh, London, yeah. and he's just <laughs> saying everything. I'm saying, how man, oh man, this is I, the yeah. Royal Albert Hall. That's... Every second word is fuck this and knock someone up, and I, it's like wow. So it, it's like a an hour and a half straight. If uh, so anybody out there, I'm going to get into the questions now. Anybody out there that uh, is into Bill Burr and you didn't know he has a podcast. So spell I've been it, spell it because it's a two hours. B-U-R-R, right? yes. Yeah. He's great. I mean, really funny comedian. And he, what I like about him, he, you know, he he really curves up the right and the left. If, if it goes into yeah. politics, it often He's does. right up there with Chris Rock. It was my favorite. favorite yeah, well, you know, because he calls it like he, he doesn't lean on one side. Yeah. Her. They're very, they relate to a lot of people because yeah, anyway, that's what I find. It's very relatable. It's shit that you come across all the time, and it's it's smart. It's not uh, childish humor. I like no, George Carlin's it, my favorite ever. Yeah, he's in that style. George Carlin, of course, yeah, was my favorite guy. But um, yeah, but he it was it's that style. But anyway, he has a podcast, and if you actually like this podcast, you'd probably like that. Sometimes, because you know, I do a lot on my own. I do one a week, senior on my own, and then I have a guest. Yeah, so. But Bird does it on his own. And uh, so probably even some, I can't think of any incident, but I'm probably influenced a little bit by uh, by his presentation. Okay, here we go, Senior. Yeah. 25 questions and then you're out of here. Yeah. Your dad was a waiter. Yes. Did he ever cook at home? And no. if not, no. what were some meals that your mom made a lot? Mom, well, number one, dad was Mater D. People have to realize, not in a big city, small town, Newfoundland, Grand Falls, Windsor. When I grew up, 10,000 people in a, it, it was a decent hotel because uh, it's in the middle of Newfoundland. So you get people driving through, which stay there overnight, but not, never made much money. Uh, got a lot of, a lot of tips. But mom would make everything and it would be, you know, just for the family. We had five. And so I didn't know, for example, when I went away my first year to Hamilton, my landlady, Mrs. Lila French in, in uh, Tolton Avenue in uh, Hamilton, she made spaghetti. I had never seen spaghetti other than from a tin. And I didn't know what it was. And I ate it and loved it, of course. It's my favorite meal now. So mom would, would make a lot of potatoes uh, because Grand Falls has a, the Salmon River running right through it and lots of moose. Her brothers and sisters basically live in li live in Grand Falls and all, all uh, their children basically hunted and fished, which I never did. And we'd always So never have, fished? Never, ever right did. On a, those right that on don't know yeah. Grand Falls, there's a, like one... Best There's a world-renowned yeah. salmon river that yeah. literally runs right through right the through town, town. Right through you know, it. And the boys would always keep us supplied with, here you go, Aunt Marie. Boys would drop off a big chunk of uh, moose meat or salmon or trout. Always had uh, food like that. And uh, But in, in terms of steak, which required you know money to be spent, I never had much of that because mom couldn't afford it. And I mean, you have to remember, I didn't never grow up in, in a, I never owned a home. We grew up in a two bedroom apartment house. Dad never had a car. So how many kids? Well, basically mom had like two families, meaning my brother was three years older than me and I grew up with Howard. But then after me came Elaine, who was probably 12 years younger than me. And then after Elaine, she had two more. Daryl was, who was probably... 20 years younger than me and Kelly Lynn, who's, who's, who's 50. Yes. So she could be my sister. She had two families. I was gone. My, I was in second year Hamilton when Kelly was born. I was like 18 years old. Howard was off at university. So, you know, what I, what I got, I, I, I got my, uh, myself because dad, the one thing I did have, and I said this before on your podcast, I think, I had an overwhelming amount of love. Dad went everywhere, every practice, every baseball practice, every game, every hockey practice that he could make outside of being work of working. And so I got all that and usually hand-me-downs, like a lot of kids, skates, 
Howard skates and and going up around a rink rat and knowing the senior team, the boys giving me a stick or whatever. So I appreciated everything I got so that when I went away, I could I could easily work twice as hard as anyone else because I was coming from a background that was harder than anyone up there. Most people in Ontario, they had jobs and good paying jobs and you know, it wasn't that way with me. So I appreciate a lot more, I think. Interesting. Yeah, name your top five New York Yankees ever. Oh, pretty easy, I I would think. I gotta think a little bit. Mantle. Mickey Mantle. Uh you know, although I okay. Mantle, I will say Reggie. Then I will say Reggie Jackson. Yes, Reggie Jackson. Okay. I didn't know you'd put him in your top five. I would, yeah. Hard not to yeah. in the playoffs. It is. He only played there five years, but the impact he had, and I loved Reggie when he was with the Oakland uh Oakland uh, uh athletics. Uh Louisiana Lightning, Ronnie Guidry. Uh Ronnie 20, fucking Guidry for 20, the Yankees, top well, ever. Greatest left handed performance in the twentieth century. No one knows it. No one knows it. They all think of Koufax. Guidry went 25 and three. Koufax went 25 and three. What year? Uh, Guidry would have been in the 70s because they won back to back with Guidry. And Koufax had a 1.72. Guidry had a 1.70. And no one even brings it up. No, but I I, I know. I, I knew he was three. good. That's all. Oh, Louisiana Lightning. They. Jackson. I, I didn't realize top Gator. Yankees ever. That's crazy. Uh, I would. Yes, sir. Okay. So yeah. wait. Well, his stats, if you look at them, now he came. So in like, I'm just thinking, you got no, Dimaggio, like Ruth. No, well, no, I was never a Joe Dimaggio fan because of the way he treated Mantle, Dimaggio, and I blamed uh, the start of Mickey Mantle's uh, when he ripped up his first knee. It, it, and Mantle was done. He'll tell you in his book, he he was done at the age of 30. He said, "My both knees, four operations or five on each knee." He was going to get a. Uh, Dramaggio was near the end of his career. He was jealous of Mantle. Mantle was taking over. Dramaggio had taken the mantle from Ruth. And now the mantle meaning, you know, the, 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 the cloak, more or less, the next guy in line. And Joe would always do Marilyn and all this. And Mantle said, I went for it. And Joe said, I got it. I got it, Mick. And he said, I had it in my back pocket. I let up. Back then, they watered. The outfield, they had what you like. If you turned on a, a tap, they had him in the outfield like a sprinkler yeah. system. He gets his spike jammed in a sprinkler system, falls down, rips the shit out of his knee, gone for that year. Dimaggio retires at the end of the year. And whenever they had old timers day, they would have, you know, all the great some years back. And Dimaggio had to go last. Even though the biggest cheers were for Mantle, DiMaggio wouldn't go unless he was going last. He was irascible. He was tight. He was mean-spirited and not not well-liked. Not well-liked. And so I'd never, as great as he was, I'd never, of course, Ruth, but not to me. But not to me, not over Mantle, not over Jackson. Even though you could say, well, Ruth, not to me. No, no. My only thing with Ruth, it wasn't his fault. He didn't play against black players. That's huge, man. It's it huge. is huge. It's massive. It's massive. So, but I, but, but I still, think now having said that, I think that Ruth being as great as he was would have hit them. Yeah, I mean, he, Babe Ruth, listen, listen, when he had 60 home runs, number two had 14. No question. Crazy. Well, no, no question. He was like, I, this, I, I just read his book. I went back. And well, they, they said he saved baseball. Like he saved baseball. A hot, he went. Yeah. From, and it wasn't his fault. But I'm no. just saying, if he had that many, he was. No, probably, I just wish, you know, looking. No, back, I, I'd say my fifth would be uh, would be uh, uh, Lou Gehrig. Okay. Who died Gehrig. very, you know, but I know. And I love Ruth. But to me, I, I don't know. We can say. Well, but so you got Mantle. Me. Yeah. Gidry. Jackson, Gary. No, Mantle, Jackson, Gidry would be my three. Okay, one, two. And then it would be, uh, it would be, who that? well, uh, Gary. Gary. Gary's four, is it? So who's your fifth? Okay, number five, fifth would be, uh, give me a minute to think. So it's not Ruth. I, okay, I got to, I got to put Ruth in there, don't I? I really, I really got to. Well, you can go to. Derek Jeter. He won a you know, few so in a hard area. There you go, and that's it. That's okay. who I would put there. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that's, I would put a Jeter there, yeah. Um, 
always, no question Jeter would be there. You know, but I would not put him in front of Mantle. I wouldn't put him in front of Jackson. No. I, I just, always think Reggie today, Rod, 30 he was teams. New York. And he delivered when he had to deliver. And what he did was so singular in 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 what in, 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 in passion and and just it's such a singular event that he did. Well, they call boom, him Mr. Boom, October. Boom, first pitch. When people they always say it every year in in hockey, it's it's a it, it's almost a bad thing. I played with a guy Brian Savage. They called him Mr. October, and people didn't re. They're calling him Mr. October because the saying is for Reggie Jackson because in baseball, the playoffs are in October, and it meant yeah, that you're in, you do it. Where, where Savvy would often go in a slump, and they'd say, oh, there's yeah. Mr. October. He got 25 now. He's going to finish with 30. Yeah. So in hockey, it's often a derogatory. Th it's almost a tongue-in-cheek thing because you're still having a great year in October. Yeah, They're yes, like, yeah. It's basically let, let me see in, in the playoffs. Yeah. But in baseball, it really means you're Yeah, and I'm player. glad you brought up. I had forgotten Jeter, of course. Jeter would have to be there. But to me... Like I say, you got to have a pitcher, and I love uh, Louisiana Lightning. His other nickname was Gator because he's from uh, the Bayou in uh, in uh, in New Orleans. And uh, but I I I love them. I love them. And he came in like a comet because he was in the minors for years and years. Finally, cracks the Yankee lineup at the age of twenty-seven, ready to give it up. I had enough. To his wife, he he was going home. And his wife said, Ronnie, you got to turn around and give it one more try. He goes, bang, oh, 22 and I think 10. And the rest is history. He ends up with probably 140 wins only, but it's like 140 and 70 because he, he never got the years in, but the years were spectacular. Um, no, great point. And uh, do you think Judge will break 61? They're getting harder and harder to hit. There's 40 games left. He's got to get 12. Got forty nine. He's got forty nine right now. You know it's harder too. It's no, not the no same question, when you're swinging no when question. you get fifty eight. Last number of games you're playing teams that got to make the playoffs. He's not going to see any pitches. No, it hurt him big time when Stanton went out. I just because he see he didn't see any pitches. I now Stanton's back. Is there any fluke? Bang bang. Two three home runs in three games. One of those games he got walked three times. Yeah, there twice intentionally. But I'm going fuck that. No, but I didn't take that into account. No, if that's the way it works. Mm. What I I right now, if Stanton can be healthy, I think he will. I think he'll get 12 in the last 40 games because I think there's going to be a couple of games Eight. he's going to hit two and that's going to give him 53 with probably 35 to go. How about eight. this? How I about think this move? Will. I'm watching the other day. I forget. I forget the team senior. I was sitting here and I smoked half a joint at night, so I forget, my memory's foggy. But I'm watching. It's seven to three. Bases loaded. They walk the run in rather than pitch to the guy, and then they win. Boom. Have you ever seen that? Probably not. I don't know. You don't normally do it. I've never seen it in my know. life. It's uh, to me. It's bad I've never coaching. Seen it. But terrible. That, that's how, but they but did that's how much you, you revere Judge. You don't. You don't. Yeah, want... but it wasn't Judge though. It was somebody no. else. But yeah. anyway, I've never seen that move. Take the run in. They, they did intentional they, walk. I think they did it with Bonds when Bonds was uh, hitting seventy, but he's on PEDs, right? But they, I, I'm pretty sure they did it to him rather than pitch to him. Yeah. Um, okay. You got to drive across Canada. You just went out and got a brand new Jeep. It's the topless, or you're gonna. I mean, the top comes off. It's convertible. You got a Jeep. You got a great stereo system. You can't wait. You're driving one coast to the other. You got to take one of these people with you. Only one. Michael Keaton. John Malkovich or Steven Spielberg? Michael Keaton. Think he'd be good, good company. Well, because he's uh, comes from a working class family, and uh, I'm pretty sure it's Youngstown, Pennsylvania, something like that. I, I have and, to. And, I know. I have to. Spielberg like would be, be Spielberg would be you know? too elitist and too whatever. And John Malkovich, I'm not a big fan of. I I really like Michael Keaton. Okay. Um, Remember the movie we went to? I do just, it to me. You get to do it to me one more time, yeah. Johnny. Dangerously. dangerously, I forgot about it for once. 10 years. As they hang up. That was came, funny. Came up the other day. That was yeah. Funny. Yeah. Um, that was Christmas Day. Yeah. Senior used to go to movies on Christmas. Yeah, day. Yeah, we did. No one in the theater. And and, and Topsail would keep it open. They, they would. would. It just it's closed amazing. a year ago. I really miss it. No yeah, one else I do would too. be open. But Topsail. No, would I do. Open. I do too. Yes, very really much so. Miss it. You and I, as you well know, we're both uh, we're both uh, cinephiles. And, and uh, it's great because it would, you know, I, I miss it yeah. because and I don't mind going to the Avalon Mall. People listening, that's on the other side of St. John's where 
We had the one that just closed down was literally a uh, 30 second drive from my house. Yeah. You could hit a, it, it would be a per Across four. the street, really. Yeah. Per four from yeah. our door. Um, okay. Now on that particular drive, you get to listen to this person's whole collection, but you only get three choices. Chuck Berry, Little Richard, or Otis Redding. Wow. Chuck Berry, I'm not a fan of. Little Richard, I'm really, I know their songs and, and I'm not really a fan. I like of Little Richard and Otis Redding. I like. I that's like. That's a all, hard but... question for me because I know Otis Redding was great and whatever. But the only really song that I really liked by him was "Sitting on the Dock of the Bay." And man, if that's a collection, I got to listen to a thousand times. Well, that's why I asked. If I had, okay, if, I, if I get the, down I, to it, I'm going to. Because I know three uh, of them. You're like, I'm going to go, but they I'm all got go hits. Chuck Berry because he's had so many hits. College football is back. It's time to enjoy the tradition, the fun, and the great offers from DraftKings Sportsbook. To celebrate the best time of year, right now, new customers can bet just $5 on any team and get $200 in free bets instantly, win or lose. If that's not enough action, you can also place a same-game parlay for a shot at an even bigger payout. Just combine multiple bets into one, like which team will get the win, which team to score first, and more. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN, bet just $5 on college football, and get $200 in free bets instantly. That's code THPN, as in the Hockey Podcast Network, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for terms and resources. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Tennessee, call or text the Tennessee Red Line at 1-800-889-9789. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY. Or text HOPE-NY, that's 467-369. One per new customer, minimum $5 deposit and wager, $200 issued as eight $25 free bets. Okay. Um, favorite vehicle you or I ever had? Well, mine was uh, when I signed, part of my deal was they get me a new Dodge Charger every year, and I had a Dodge Charger, uh, black vinyl roof, two-door, yellow, uh, dark black leather interior. Beautiful uh, for my two years in uh, in Minnesota. So I'd say that one. And I had a real nice Challenger, too, which is a sports car, uh, two-door, uh, white, black racing stripe, white, black interior. So, but I'd take the Charger. You're a... Predominantly an infielder in baseball, but you pitched here and there. Yeah. Why did you pitch? You had a fastball. Did you have a curve? And did, uh, yeah, I, I had. I could. I could really wing it. I had a good arm. I hurt it. I hurt my arm, and I'll tell you where I hurt it. Like I could throw it. I was a good athlete because, as you know, and it's not. We've got pretty big legs. Yeah. And you generate your power. People think it's the arm. It's no, not. Last you're, last you're throwing podcast, with. I talked about it. No, you're throwing with your leg, and I could really generate. And I I had a good arm. And I, uh, I remember when I was 15, I pitched the same old thing about small town. We're playing St. John's in the Al Newfoundland Junior Championship. And uh, I pitched back-to-back games, beat them both games, won the championship. And from that time, then it wasn't diagnosed, but I'm sure I had rotator cuff. Because what happened shortly after is when I threw overhand, it was like, it's like you put a burning... Uh, a cattle prod in in where the rotator cuff is. And I, I had to sort of develop a style. That's when I went, I used to pitch and go third. Then I went to seconds. I was a shorter throw, but miraculously, why not for whatever, it just healed. And near the end of my career, I could really throw it again, but it healed on its own because I never, from second, I never had to throw it that hard. So I, I ended up playing, you know, third was where I made, the all-star team for, for Canada, the, the national tournament at 15. And, but shortly after that, like I say, I had to go to second. Um, when you went. And if I was coming up through uh, the ranks, uh, I think without any kind of a bluster that there was no such thing as the Blue Jays then, but now I would have been scouted. Well, I'm, I'm going by, I was 15 years old. I made, I made the all-star team in a national tournament with 21-year-olds. So I could always hit. I could steal against the best. I could hit against the best. I, I was a good athlete. So I, I don't know how far, but I certainly would have been scouted and gone to a camp. Well, for those that – so seniors got seven local batting titles. That's 
it's consistency and uh, and I always sit when we and we face when the you best went when you went Canada. that's my part B of this question when you went and saw did you ever see like knuckleball slider did you ever see like no nah, I didn't see many knuckleballers in my career even when we there's went not a lot anyway that's why I'm just tournament I probably saw is there one three or four uh, one? I don't know it's hard to perfect a knuckleball I don't know but it was it was God you'd got to think that there's one person out there because the people that do perfect it are good. Like oh, R.A. Well, Dickey, Wakefield—they're they're, they're the most recent. You know, Wilbur Wood, Wilbur yeah. Wood, the you the can... the best that come to my Chicago White Sox before your time. I know when they had Dick about. Allen and Bill Melton, and Wilbur Wood pitch a doubleheader, win one in the morning, uh, in the afternoon, and win one at night. Would finish at the end of the year twenty-two and twenty. Wilbur Wood pitch till he's forty-six. Because you can do it. There's no yeah. stress on the arm. I'm just really. I, I, He's a southpaw. That's one thing that's gone, but I think will come back. It might. Certain things are gone oh, and won't come back. career for sure. If you got yeah. a good one. You can hook oh, into that. Yes. Look at R.A. Dickey. He didn't do it till he was 28. But that's only because he threw his arm yeah, out. But it's, uh, you know. It, Wakefield was the same. Wakefield was a player. Yeah. But right? it can't be that easy or else we'd see more. Yeah, it can't be that easy. You're right. I, I, yeah. It's last ditch effort. Yes. For, for a pitcher that's on his way out and that usually, usually some people, I guess, grow up with it. I've, I've never heard of it. Everybody in the majors that I've heard of the throw. Growing up, up in my baseball years, I only faced one. Cornerbrook had one. And he had a decent, it danced. It danced, but he so couldn't throw it for strikes. So if they can't throw it for a strike, then they're in big trouble. Yeah. But if they can throw it for a strike... Oh, it's like nothing else. It comes in and just dances or falls you can't off predict. the plate. You can't predict. So it's unreal, yeah. The best soccer player ever. Well, soccer, I didn't soccer didn't wasn't in the town where I grew up. We had That's baseball hockey. We, okay, but I can I, I would say I, I'm Maradona, Pele, uh Messi, Ronaldo. I know Maradona Donna was was voted uh player of the century, but to me it was yeah, it was Messi, Pele. I think Pele. You know, he was thousand player of the goals, century. man. Thousand goals, a thousand goals. Yeah, I just saw. Yeah, I, I, you know what? I got queued up waiting to watch when he came, made the move. Didn't he go to Miami or something? Well, no, he came. He brought it to the state, New York, the New York Cosmos, New York, New York yeah. Cosmos. So and don't he, tell me what happens because I didn't realize Pele. No, did that. but I mean, he would. Uh, he was gotta, a name. You, when you I got to remember, Messi did, has done nothing at the World Cup. Nothing. Ronaldo has never won a World Cup. Uh, but he Pele got well. two. Pele got two championships, top score in the World Cup. That's that's when you're on the stage in the world. Yeah. Messi's never done it. Messi, the knock on Messi to me, he's never done it outside of Barcelona. He went the last year to PSG in Paris and did nothing. So how could I choose choose Messi over Ronaldo has done? At least Ronaldo spent five years in the British Premiership, which is the best in the world, has won scoring titles, has won scoring titles in Italy and won scoring titles in Spain. So he's got, and he's played well in the World Cup. Yeah. So I can't pick Messi over Ronaldo. No, no. I, I would Pele to me. He's a name like like Bobby Orr. Like when I was yeah, he up, is he was already done. But I, I, I know. I, 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 he was always talked about. But I just didn't see him a lot. And now they got this thing coming out. And I, well, I, you judge him what he did. You judge by World Cup. He wins two, yeah. and he wins the scoring. So I don't I'm, know though. In in hockey, you win on judge on Stanley Cups, but you could be soccer and only no, get the, three. But the World Cup now is once you every do. four years. Yeah, so you so start. you're not going to play four or five because that's twenty years. Yeah. You know, so the most I would think, I think he played in three, but got hurt in the first one he played. But he played in like three, oh, which yeah. w- which would have made him like thirty odd years old. And in soccer, we know that's old. One song, Bruce Springsteen. If you get. If you could just what one song you put it in a box and play it for someone five hundred years yeah, from now. I think it's gotta be I think it's gotta be born to run. Do you? Yeah. I think so. I think I would And I like that. a number I, by him or Thunder Road I like too. Thunder Road would but be uh heard I mean he that's a magnum opus, what they call a magnum opus. And he basically writes it the start of his career. I think he had out two albums. Like uh, greeting some Asbury Park. Nebraska? And, was that then? No, Nebraska came after uh, Born to Run. Oh, okay. Nebraska came after. But Born to Run was like I said. Darkness say, on the Edge of Town is what I'm thinking. Darkness at the Edge of Town was, right was, from, was from after, was yeah, after that, Born to Run. And Jesus, then I think I Nebraska, yeah. Darkness, uh, Adam raised the cane. I like that. Or, yeah. Um, one song, The Clash. 
Oh, easy, easy, London calling. Easy. Okay, one meal, you get the rest of your life for free. You can eat whatever you want the rest oh, of your life. Spaghetti one- meatballs. Okay. Easy. These are slam dunk. Who would you like to see? What what one artist that you didn't get to see that comes from the 80s or the 90s? Uh, for you, I think like people that a lot of people don't even know, like John Gorka or David Cohen or. Yeah, well, Mark, but Mark, people Mark, will would Mark. know these people at all, right? No, but I mean, I'm not asking them. I'm asking you. Well, a big. I'm going to think big names. I'll say, I would have loved, loved to have heard the Clash. The Clash. Wow, they're in my top five groups ever. How far into the '80s do they go? Well, they they came out of punk. You know, they were they weren't punk Late at 70s. the end, but they came out of punk with the Sex Pistols, and the Damned, and the Buzzcocks. And Susie and the Banshees. But they were in the... No, they would have been in the 80s. They would have been okay. in the 80s. I say uh, Combat Rock, which was pretty well their last... I think their last album. Rock the Casbah. I think that's the early part of the 80s. Um, how many Coke Zeros do you drink a day? Oh, not not many. It's my, it's my drink of choice, but... You don't sometimes one, maybe two. Sometimes. What do you drink? Water? I never see you drink. Water. No, I don't drink. I don't drink a lot of water, which is you don't drink a lot of anything. It's, it's good. Anything. No, I don't. I, I. But when I, when I, when I drink, uh, it's usually uh, you get your uh, Coke Zero. Like your your whole. Bodily. I don't know. I've never. I'm not. I was a type I know, of athlete. Yeah. I look at you and and you're when you're really really working hard, the sweat is dropping off you. I, I'd be on the bench in hockey and I barely broke a sweat. Guys be around me. I couldn't believe it. Just, I mean, they come off drenched. Yeah, but I was still a little more, bit wet. But you know, I well, I know, I know what you're like. But it, but still, you would think. But you, yeah, and you're right. That's why I asked. That was more for myself. I'm no, like, probably I one, never two. ever saw you have a water. No, uh, I not beer. It's Coke bit. Zero. No, and and you should because water is the best thing for you. But I don't know. It's, I'm I'm almost seventy years old, and it worked for me so far. How far do you walk a day? Oh man, I don't know. I, Usually, you know, like I say, when I go and it's not snowstorm or raining, but I'll go for an hour and a half. How far is that? I've never, I've never tried to figure out how far it is because I go up and I you walk a, a trail and oh, walk. it's a good walk. You're not out like strolling. You're oh, out no, for a walk. Yeah, I have walk. It's got to be, uh, it's got to be three miles or, or or three to five miles. I would think, I would think an hour and a half. I don't just like you say. I go for a walk. Um, but my headphones on, but I'm, you know, I'm moving. Who's going to be in the Stanley Cup final this year? Oh, wow. Best guess. I mean, there's no way to really tell. Well, it's, it's tough to go against Colorado again after what they did. I'm going to say Colorado and... Fucking uh, Tampa. <laughs> uh, you know something? It's, it's what I got. Uh, I don't think it's... It's outlandish to say that Tampa. Yeah. No, they haven't. They went. They did well. They lost they Palat. The the they lost Palat, and he's a big loss. Yes, I but I, I forget they got somebody though. In the- well, they do. They they put in the puzzles, and the guys always take a hit on salary because they love playing there. Like the Boston Bruins, Brad Marchand gets ninety two hundred points a year, and he's making six million a year anywhere else. He's at ten. <laughs> But they always take. I got to give it to. I got to give it to those teams though. Bergeron just signs two million. Pittsburgh, Boston, Same thing. Tampa. And, what do they all have in common? They've all won in the last decade. because the guys want to win. And I'm making six. How many millions do you need to live? I'm with a successful team that's going to win all the time. Oh, we're not going to give you eight and a half. You're going to make seven. Oh, okay. And I think I can live on in it. That city, you're a champion. You can make. Absolutely. No, um, it's the idea of winning and you got you're overly compensated anyway. So that's the type I'd be. I I, I could no, easily I take a cut. I, as long as I live, you know, well. I'm hundred percent that way. Uh ten thousand dollars now. I give it to you right now, but you gotta be right on this question. Who makes it further? The Raptors or the Nets this year? The Brooklyn Nets or the Toronto Raptors? Raptors. I think it's gonna be another absolute shit show and it's got to be any any team got the team Kyrie Irving all sensible Kyrie Irving any team with him he's going to come up well I need some time off why do you need time off Kyrie well you know I just don't feel that well suffering no oh we're making you 40 million a year so take 20 games off is that enough 
yeah, right now. But then after that, I got my 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 grandchild got a birthday, so I'll need five for that for the birth. It's a joke. It's, it's a just joke. a joke. That's Basketball I- to me is the absolute. Oh God! I mean, give me a break. Yeah, that's how could you want to play with a guy like that? You never, never. Certain teams that let him go. I don't think I'll, I love the Golden State. Oh, um, you know, absolutely different. I'm thinking few, of who won it last year. Milwaukee. I like Milwaukee. There's a few. The teams I like. Oh, watching, you mean who's going to win it in basketball? Well, I like. How no, could you? I count know Golden State or basketball again, right? players that uh, there's certain teams that players are given way too much leash. Oh, they're they're and, and they're the money that they're making, and uh, there's a lot. Like I think because of Ben Simmons and Kyrie Irving, oh, I think the union the is whole going, league. But now black, the, they're, they're going to have, guy. but they're going to because other people are going to come in now that won't have that. Of course, that don't, sometimes people do need a game. They got away with it. Right? Why can't I? Some, sometimes yes, people they do. need a game. Yes, but he takes twenty and he fucks Absolute, everybody over. Absolutely. First one was because of human suffering. He said, "There's, <laughs> remember, he <laughs> no, said there's too much human suffering." He's just a nut. Yeah. That's all. Halfway through, you don't know. He might say the Earth's flat, and that's I'm not going to play. Well, what are you talking about? One doesn't lead to you, the other, Kyrie. You can't I know, rely on him because the Earth's you flat. You can't rely on him. Yeah, and, and he controls Kevin Durant. That's the hard part. That's what Durant I, doesn't have a strong personality. He doesn't want to lead, but he's great player, and he just listens to Kyrie. He still to this day loves Kyrie. Oh yeah, we got to sign him, and it's just a joke. Yes. I mean, he leaves Golden State. Boys win without him. So, what does that say? Do you take Kevin Durant over Stephen Curry? No, I yeah. wouldn't. How do you? Total team, man. Well, they didn't, and they they won. And they won. Um, although I do think Durant's a great player. He I, is a great I, I'm player. I'm not putting him in with Irving. I think he's a pushover. Yes. And he's probably not the smartest guy. No, I, I don't think he is. That's what I think. Uh, will Ovechkin catch Gretzky? Now, wait, wait, wait. I asked you this three years in a row. Now, what's the difference now? 75? Now we're down to 114. 114 goals? Yes, 50 last year. Last I mean, year I asked you this question. Two years ago I asked you it was two something. now. He's what, 36? Yeah. But last year, he did end up having 50. So he's down to 114. He's got four years left on his contract. So four years means he's got to basically, to break it, get 30 goals a year. What I thought was the impossible might be probable now, although I'm not going to say he will for sure. I know, but it's At some point. He had 50. And he's getting a little bit hurt a little bit more now, though, isn't he? Last no, couple he, of years. I, I don't know. He had 50. Yeah, he did. Anybody? He, he missed a number of games. But I think it, it catches up when you hit 36, 37. The year to year is exponential in the loss you know? of what. I'm, no, I'm going to say still say no, he doesn't. But I, the thing with Ovechkin, he will, if he says, okay, I'm going to play till I'm 45, he will. And if he's content to get 18 goals, Gretzky wasn't. I know. I know. Gretzky wasn't. I know, but he hasn't. You're saying if he, but he's, he might do it in three years anyway. He could get 50 this year. You don't know. He just had 50. He might. I'm, I'm, two years, I'm banking. He, I'm banking. He's not. Do you know? Every year you go, it becomes harder and harder. So Gretzky had 0.61 goals per game. Yes. How many does Ovechkin have? Probably. Point seven, no, exactly the same. Oh wow! They've both played all those games, and they land at exactly the same point six one. But what you have to consider too, though, is that Washington are getting less and less a powerhouse, and he's got less and less talent around them, and that has to factor in. It has to factor in, um, because I don't think he's capable of doing it all himself now. As big well, as a much of a bully is. I just I think you got to have talent. Backstrom is older. Uh, I don't know if he's got any Kuznetsov. I don't know, uh, but Wilson yeah. is hurt. Hey, uh, fair enough. I, I get it. I yeah. I said I'm going to say I, no. I said yes, a few years ago. Well, Gretzky I, retired at what? Thirty six. Thirty seven. Okay, thirty seven. So basically, right now, I, I don't know. I don't know. Gretzky is retired, and right now, and if their career ended. He ends up 114 goals more than Ovechkin. But Ovechkin, if he wants to keep playing... Gretzky got 200 more games played right now. 200? 
They're, 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 they have the exact same point, points per game or goals per game ever. Yeah. It'll uh, be whether he gets injured or not. Yeah, it will be. It will um, be that, exactly that. Yeah. You got to give up one of these things coffee, Coke Zero, beer, or red meat. What could you pick up? Coffee. For sure. You like coffee? I do like coffee, but I like having a beer more and I like Coke Zero more. And I like what's the other one? Well, spaghetti's red meats and spaghetti. Oh no, I love I love a steak. No, I wouldn't want to give it up. Five questions left. Your top five all time Toronto Maple Leafs. All time Toronto Maple Leafs. Well, that goes back. Uh, but I'm going to go my favorite Toronto Maple. Or like you know your my favorite Toronto slash who's the best. I mean, was, was you know like uh, you know Dave. Jonas Hoagland could have been your favorite. Yeah, we're not, no, we're talking I'll say great. I'll say uh, growing up it was always Keon. So I'll say Keon. Uh, if you had an all-star team to pick, yeah, like the, your players that you think, you know. you An all-star team of the Leafs? Yeah. Okay, well, Teeter Kennedy. For five, like okay. three forwards, two D. And a okay, so, okay, you go left wing, right wing. Well, even though Teeter Kennedy, no, I think. forwards, you shuffle. Okay, Teeter Kennedy seems to me, now he's before my time, but he's considered, I don't know, he may be considered the greatest, either him or, or Sil Apps. But that's going back to the 30s and 40s. Peter right? Kennedy, I didn't even know was a Peter Kennedy. Yeah, he was the captain for about 12, 13 years, and he got, you know, he didn't get like six or seven hundred goals. It was, it was a six-team league. I'd say he had over three hundred. So Keon, Peter Kennedy, and who? Peter Kennedy and uh, I got it. I'm even though he never got a lot of points, he was. He was good, uh, Armstrong, George Armstrong. So was, no, you know, no love for Doug Gilmore or Austin Matthews, 50 goals and 60 oh, okay. goals. Okay, now see, I was going, I wasn't. saying all-time Leafs, what do you mean? Okay, okay, I wasn't thinking for some reason. Wasn't Doug Gilmore Lady Big from one year? From, from my, my era, okay, yeah, you'd take. Could be from any era. You, you had to take. Have oh, no, no, yeah. yeah, no, you had to take Matthews. I didn't. He had 60. I, have a, I had a total cramp there. You had to take Matthews. And I think you have to take uh, Sundin Gilmore or Teeter Kennedy. No, I'm going to say I'm going to say he must have been good. I don't know. Teeter Kennedy. Okay, and everything is relative, right? It it is different time. So your your D's. My D would be, oh, I think it would be Tim Horton, and uh, Salming. Or no? Yes, I know you like Salming. Yeah, I like I like Bob. I didn't mean to fill in your defensive way. Salming would have to be. Yeah, I mean. Sami, I only heard you talk about him. I didn't mean to no, fill Sami in your question. was great. But, and I like Sami. I, I would pick Sami. Horton was great defensively and strong. So you'd have to get Horton, I think. Horton got to be there. Uh, and goalie. The goalie would. And shout out me. to our buddy Ally Afraidy. Well, comes I three. know. He comes but, three. But to me, me, the goalie is Bauer. Yeah. Now, Turk Broda broke all the records back in the 20s and 30s. But I'm thinking Bauer, I grew up with. He was a great goalie. He won four cups. And yeah. I met him, and he had me picked as their number one pick in my draft year. He was a Toronto scout. And he told me in Maple Leaf Gardens, he said, Jerry, you're my number one pick at number 11. They passed on and, me three times. Thanks, you. Johnny. Um, <laughs> name one great memory growing up, non-hockey. Non-hockey. Say before you left to go away, your teens down. Could be when you're five years old. Oh. Shut the window. Yeah. I think it would be what I what I I really got really good memories of was my uh, graduation. Wow. And and I knew well I knew that I was leaving St. Mike's, and you know when you graduate everything is different now. You're going out into the world. You're never things will never be the same. Your buddies are going to be gone. You might never see them again. And I knew then I was going away to play, and I was looking forward. It was a, it was a, a mixture of trepidation and uh, and being anxious and looking forward to the next next phase of my life. Yeah, I think I, I, that really strikes me overpoweringly when I think of when I graduated. We went out and had to prom and all that stuff, and when you're walking home. Back to my house, I said, "Man, this is different now because, yeah, like three, two months from now, I'm going, I'm going off, and I don't know what's going to happen." 
a moment you were and by the way apologies folks that my neighbor decided to uh, mow the lawn there's not much i can do about that i hope the volume isn't affected too much uh a moment you were proud of a simple of a sibling of a sibling well probably anything my brother howard when he uh graduated with a french degree from uh memorial and then That's they and then they sent him wasn't to, he a good hockey player yes he was uh, howard was he would have been absolutely smooth never had the drive i had i had an absolutely drive howard was so laid back but in terms of pure skill well howard was the best coming through and i was three years older than me but like if I was Pee Wee, Howard was the best in Bantam. If I was Bantam, Howard was the best in Midget. He was the best uh, provincial championships and went to Memorial University to his first year and never put skates on again. That's the way Howard was. And he was a really good baseball player, but he was just laid back and nah, couldn't be bothered anymore. And I couldn't get enough of it. Like you, like Penny Lane. Um, name. Do you know your siblings' middle names? Oh wow! Now you don't Kelly Lynn, Kelly Lynn, okay, Ryan, Howard. I don't have a clue. I think it's. I thought it, the second name was after my uncle Oliver, mom's brother. Yeah, I think it's Howard Oliver. I think it is too. I don't know if he's got. I got three. I got Terrence Clement John, but Ter I think Howard only had two. I think it was Howard Oliver and Elaine. I think is. Um, is after my aunt Joan. I think it's Elaine Joan. I don't so know Daryl's and I don't know uh, Kelly. Like I say, Kelly and I can't remember Daryl's. Uh, <clears throat> what's one thing you hope people remember when you're gone about you? Old people? No, when you're dead. What do you? Oh, mean? when I'm gone. Yeah, I I hope. What they'll remember is what Willie McCovey, when they interviewed Willie McCovey, the great Willie McCovey, played with uh, Willie Mays, over 500 Hall of Famer, uh, San Francisco Giants. He said, I just want to be remembered, as, be remembered as a good guy. I hope they say I was a good guy. I think that's the biggest compliment you could get. Nothing to do with with sports, just he was a good guy, meaning uh, he was, uh, he, he meaning that humanity advanced a little bit when he was alive. I, I help. I help. That's yeah. humanity. That's as good as as an answer as any. And that was your twenty fifth question, my friend. Thank and you that's for it. being a guest. And you have to remember that I did it my way. You did it your way, just like Frank Sinatra. You got it. And who else sang it? Made a total mockery. Paul Anka. Sid Vicious. Oh yes. Oh yeah. A little bit of Sid. It's a little bit of Sex Pistols. Now we've got a surprise singer here with my way. Everyone expects Frank Sinatra. It's Sid. The hammer vicious. Slightly different take. <laughs> Slightly different take. <laughs> okay, that's it. We're gonna get With out a big hair <laughs> syringe in his arm. Yeah. <laughs> just singing it. <laughs> Have you seen the video as he's walking up the steps? Oh, really, it's hilarious. Yeah. It's hilarious. Oh man, I love it. Up my walk now. Yes. And thank you. Uh thank your uh your uh listening public and do this again someday. It's always enjoyable. Say it, I think I might have disconnected the microphone, but they can hear us through the computer. What uh, were you going to say about what Sid Vicious or no, just R. Oh no, R.A. I say R.A. If you can, if you hear this, it it was such, uh, it was so enjoyable having you here, and everyone, everyone, obviously knew who you were when we were up on Signal Hill yesterday and we're talking and two of those guys in the middle middle, uh, we didn't even know. So it was just enjoyable having you here and showing you our culture. And hopefully, like you said, that maybe we can get to Boston someday and and experience the Irish culture up there too. Okay, now I'm going to sign out. Have you have you, have you said enough? Did you say your sign ups. I good? said over okay. and out basically. You said that five times, then and you that's say, it. One more. I'm going to do it my I way. One more. We'll see. You I later. will One reiterate more. it. I'm trying to. Okay, now the outro. Can we go? The outro. That's okay. it. Okay. Thanks a lot for listening. This has been Tales with TR episode one seven or. 117B, thanks a lot, Senior, for being my guest. I really appreciate it. Uh, check out Support Local, folks, wherever you're going to go. Do it. True Hockey. Take what's yours. 
I'll be back on Monday or Tuesday with RA, the Rear Admiral, Brian McGonigal from Spittin' Chicklets. And I'll be back on next Thursday, hopefully with David Ayers, the Net Detective. See you guys soon. Thanks for tuning in. Catch you on the rebound.